Uh, blessings, uh, good evening, uh, the children of the living God, whoever is watching, wherever you're watching from, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for tonight. Uh, this is Mutushi Chweni. I believe that we are, are going to have a good time as we are basking in the anointing of the word. And uh, I truly believe that the grace of God will serve its purpose in our lives tonight and the grace of God will do us well. Never forget that he said in his word that he knows the plans that he has for you not to harm but to prosper you and bring about the future that you are hoping for. Beloved, we are humbled by the grace of God uh, to be given an opportunity to come on this platform Fridays evenings and to just gush out the revelation of God's word. The intention is to build up the saints. The intention is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And I thank you for always coming. Uh, I appreciate you watching and commenting and engaging in the teachings every Friday. You took your time to to watch this podcast. Some of you, your names are familiar uh, because you are always coming. Wherever you are watching from and following us from, I truly believe that you are building on something very strong because anything that you do consistently, you are building yourself. And one of these days, that whole building will stand and everybody will look at your building, what you have done. I want to tell you that as you continue to come here every Friday, it's not just like you're watching a show or something. It's more than that. But I'm telling you that you are building your life. You're building your life. And that building one day will begin to stand. And it will stand against all the winds and the storms of this life. Because I believe that you are using the best material ever. A material that the world can never produce. A material that the world doesn't have. The material you're building your life with is a material from above. It's the material that was God designed. And I tell you that whenever that which you're building begins to stand, Nothing will bring it down. So consider yourself blessed that you are given a spiritual appetite. I'm telling you some people, they come here, they watch for two minutes and go and lock out because I'm not called for them. When when you see yourself watching for an hour, understand that there is a connection. There is a very strong connection. Jesus in John 6 says that no one can come to me unless the Father has drawn them to me. So you coming and watching the servant of God releasing these teachings, you have to understand that it's not that you like me or you love what I'm teaching. You are drawn by the Father. And when the Father draws you, he will give you a spiritual appetite to long for more, to enjoy the teaching. Praise the Lord. So I want to understand tonight that as you are following this podcast, you are building a building that can never be defeated. Even the gates of hell shall never prevail. So we're going to go into the word of God tonight. 
and I believe that we will have a great time in the presence of God. You previously you, I touched so many things. The other week I spoke about how the enemy tempers with an eyesight and a position of a believer. And the other week this past one I touched on self-righteousness because we saw that Adam after he ran away and begin to hide he covered himself with the leaves of a fig tree and i said that covering himself is a self righteousness is self righteousness and uh, tonight i'm still sharing on something and i want you to follow me My scripture is in the book or the epistle of Apostle Paul to the Galatians the believers of Galatia The book of Galatians or the epistle of Paul to the Galatians It's a very powerful letter because a little bit there and there he tells us about his journey and uh, how it all began and the reason why he shared with them how it all began was to encourage them to be strong in their faith so we will be sitting in galatians tonight but let me open with prayer to the glory of god our father lord jesus we thank you we honor you Thank you for sending us to this world to give them the gospel of your kingdom. Thank you for sending us to different nations and tribes to win them for you, Lord. Tonight we are using this platform to touch many lives all over the world. I pray that the teaching of tonight will bring results and produce believers who are well acquainted with the knowledge of the things of your kingdom i acknowledge you as our king and the word of a king has got authority and is a final word lord here are your people are watching tonight i give you this platform that as you speak through me they will have an encounter with you lord whatever is happening from now take all the glory i thank you for this opportunity anoint this platform for the sake of those who are watching that their lives will be transformed lord i pray in your matchless name the name of jesus amen praise the lord The epistle of Galatia Galatia or the epistle of Paul to the people of Galatia One of the greatest things or the challenge of this church It's not like what happened in the book or the church of the Corinth 
Corinth had was more a church that was struggling with sexual immorality. And so many things were happening there. But when you look at the book of Galatia or the epistle of Paul to the Galatia people, the challenge was, uh, was tradition. The challenge was, was the culture, the Jewish culture. There are people who were telling them that they, must, they can't be saved unless they are circumcised as per according to the laws and instruction of Moses. But you see, the episode where I spoke about the eyesight, the sun's being tempered with and all that, I want to continue with it, but at this angle, that when you look at Galatians chapter number 3, verse number 1, Paul says, Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians, who has bewitched or cast a spell over you, unto whom right before your very eyes Jesus Christ the Messiah was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified, he's asking them a question. Number two, he's asking another question. He says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as the result of obeying the law or doing its works? Or was it by hearing the message of the gospel and believing it? Was it from observing a law of rituals or from a message of faith? Are you so foolish and so senseless and so silly? Having begun your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit, are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh? Have you suffered so many things and experienced so much all for nothing to no purpose? If it really is to no purpose and in vain, then he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully and miraculously among you do so on the grounds of your doing what the Lord demands or because of your believing and adhering to or trusting in and relying on the message that you had. Now let me simplify this thing for you. There is a father. A spiritual father is concerned about the spiritual condition of his children in the Lord. Now, when you look at this, you can tell that there's something Paul is picking up. There's something Paul has discerned. There's something foreign. There's something contrary that Paul is beginning to pick up from the sons. Now Paul is asking them, who has bewitched you? In other words, for this man of God to end up using the word witchcraft, witchcraft is when something has been done over you that you can do something against your will. Which means 
you are doing something that normally you wouldn't do it. In other words, Paul is a father. He knows his children. And he knows their origin. And he can tell, no, 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 no. Something has happened here. You must have been bewitched. There is a spell which was cast over you. So as a father who began to teach and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, he is now asking them, because you are no longer acting according to how I have taught you, what the things that you are doing, your belief system, your thoughts, your, your thinking, is no longer the same as it used to be in the beginning of my ministry when I gave you the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul as a father could begin to pick up that, no, something is wrong. You see, if you are a father, but you cannot pick up anything wrong among your children, your fatherhood is questionable because it shows that you don't discern your own seed. You don't know your own seed because you, you must know after which likeness does your seed produce. And if you know this, the kind of a, 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 you, you know, pro, production or the kinds of products which come from your seed, you will look at people who are claiming you know, to be under your leadership and you'll begin to know that this is not my seed. It's very painful when a father couldn't see that. Let, let me just touch this thing in passing. You could find a place of worship whereby sons are carrying many visions from different ministries and they've brought it there because you as a father... You can't even pick up that, but, but there's a mixture here. In other words, you cannot discern. In other words, you yourself, you don't understand what you are carrying. Because if you understand and know what you are carrying, you'll be able to pick up that what these people are doing is not something that I have taught them. I am not surprised when God is asking Adam one question. When Adam told him that I am hiding because I am naked and all that. And God said to him, who told you that you are naked? In other words, God was saying that. But Adam, I have not told you any syllabus about nakedness. Nakedness, nakedness is not in my module. Who, 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 who could have told you about nakedness? And so God asked him, who told you that you are naked? The same thing Paul is asking the Galatians. said, who has bewitched you? In other words, Paul is speaking of that. No, there's something that has happened here. There is a seed which is falling into the seed that I've released upon you. And Paul said, guys, who has bewitched you? When to, to, to get it clear for you, the witchcraft Paul is talking about is not what we are thinking about. Like maybe somebody came with some muti and sprinkled it over them. No, it's not a witchcraft of muti. But my friend, you've got to understand that when you control people, the spirit of controlling is a spirit of witchcraft. Because witchcraft is to make people to do things against their will. It's to make th people do things that in origin they wouldn't do them. So Paul is asking these believers that he has labored for them so much and introduced the gospel of the kingdom to them. Paul is asking them, but who has bewitched you? In other words, in simplicity, when we remove the word witchcraft, Paul is saying, but there is a wrong teaching. There is a foreign teaching. Oh my God. And I see it by your actions. I see it by your faith. I see it by your language. 
you are no longer speaking the language that me and you were speaking before. So Paul is asking them, where's wished you? Me and you are no longer one. Yes, you claim to be with me, but you are speaking a different language. Someone has passed by between us. Something has crossed here between us. You see, I want to be so radical with this thing. Many people, the reason why you are not seeing the anointing upon your pastor doing wonders for you. You are not seeing the anointing of your prophet, your apostle, your pastor, your bishop parting the Red Sea for you. It's because I want to help you tonight because if I don't say this thing, I have to stand and speak for the body of Christ. If you have opened your heart to other anointings, but yet you are standing in another place of worship where you claim this is where I am fed. You see, let me tell you something. When I was still young, I will come back from school and I will go play with my friends. And when I come back home in the afternoon, first thing, they will take me to the bathroom to take a bath because I'll be dirty as a kid. And after bathing, I will eat. But if I don't finish the food, if I don't finish the food, my mother will ask me, where did you eat? I may lie as a kid and say I didn't eat anywhere. But because as a mother she understands her son. She has been monitoring me from the first day I landed on earth. She knows my appetite. She knows how I eat. And the reason why she is asking, she could tell that the reason why I am unable to finish what she has dished for me she took a time to prepare food for me. But I'm not able to finish what she has prepared for me. But she has measured the food knowing that at my age and according to my appetite, I am able to finish the amount of food in the plate. If I don't finish the food, the food must be thrown away, which is now waste. I'm wasting now because they must throw the food into the bin. But as a mother, she could tell that there's some way where you ate. And she would give you a hiding. Every kid grew up like that. This is to an extent that most of you, you can relate with what I'm sharing tonight. Sometimes your mother, they will even beat you for eating at a certain house. Why did you eat there? This is what Paul is saying. There is somewhere where you have eaten. And as you are eating, they have put a, 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 a suggestion, we call it a love potion in the food. They have now corrupted your faith. So Paul is asking them as a father. He says, I can see when I begin to dish out spiritual food to you, you no longer eat like you used to eat before. Why am I having leftovers over what I've taught you? Why don't you consume all my teachings? Why when I'm teaching some of my teachings, you are now starting to say, but. 
The word bad, it means you are leaving leftovers in the plate. Meaning you are not consuming everything that I've taught you. So I'm asking you, where have you been eating from? So parents, they, were, they stood against us as kids or children eating at certain houses. Not because they don't, want, they don't love the people in the houses per se, but the love of a parent, they are trying to protect us. And let's, there must not be any food poisoning or something that happens to us. Because the, the, the mother is looking forward to this young man growing up to become a man, a responsible father. Every parent celebrates the success of their children when they've grown up. But if you keep on eating at those houses, what if, what if they put some poison in the food and you die? So the mother will give us the hiding, beat us for eating somewhere. And one of the reasons why, this is very prophetic tonight, one of the reasons why you may even end up eating outside is because you never spend time in your house, in your family. Meaning, you are here, but your heart is somewhere. We've got sons who are physically with us, but their hearts are somewhere. So when we try to give them food, we see them rejecting the food. How? You see by actions, you see by lifestyle, you see by the level of honor, you see by the level of commitment. Then we can tell that they've been eating somewhere, but they're still here. So Paul as a father is trying to protect these people. He said, ah, ah, man, there is food poisoning, man. Who has bewitched you? So Paul is asking a prophetic question. He says, who? Is asking a prophetic question. Who has bewitched you? Because he can see that apostolically, the, the menu that he has been releasing has not been well received lately by the sons and the daughters. So Paul is asking them, who has bewitched you? You see, many people don't know that teaching is very powerful and teaching is very dangerous. Teaching is so powerful. That is why a false teacher is more dangerous than a false prophet. Let me repeat again. A false teacher is more dangerous than a false prophet. So, I, I, I am running with this tonight. I hope I'm opening the eyes of someone. You are serving under a man of God. You, you know what I'm doing lately? It's not, a, it's not about me. It's not about my ministry. But it's about the body of Christ. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am an apostle by calling. A prophet by unction an evangelist in heart, a teacher by design, and a pastor by responsibility. I am pastor in the last days. But I am an apostle to the body of Christ. I'll keep on coming and speaking to the body as the Lord has inspired me. I, I want to show some few things that Paul said. Uh, Oh, Rama Seke Berehudashia. Rabusha Kalabala. Hmm. 
I want to try to find a very simple translation for you. That we may all be helped. Look at this. I'm reading the Living Bible. It says that from Galatians 1, verse number 6, it says that, I am amazed that you are turning away so soon from God, who in his love and mercy invited you to share the eternal life he gives through Christ. You are already following a different way to heaven, which really doesn't go to heaven. For there is no any other way than the one we showed you. You are being fooled by those who twist and change the truth concerning Christ. You see? By those who are twisting. Verse number 8, it says that, Let God's curse fall on anyone, including myself, who preaches any other way to be saved than the one we told you about. Yes, if an angel comes from heaven and preaches any other message, let him be forever cursed. I will say it again, verse number 9. If anyone preaches any other gospel than the one you welcomed, let God's curse fall upon him. These are the words of a father. In other words, Paul is beginning to pick up. If, if you're a man of God, you're watching. May God open your eyes. Look at your sons. If you want to see what's happening, look at the behavior in the house. Look at the behavior in the house. Does the behavior of your sons and daughters reflect you? Paul says, imitate me as I imitate God. That was a man who knew his standing with God. Say, imitate me as I imitate God. Follow me as I follow Christ. Look at the behavior in your house. I'm talking that place of worship. What kind of a spirit is reigning there? Is love flowing? Is unity flowing there? Is honor flowing there? Let me say something. One of the things that will discourage a man of God, one of the things that will drain a man of God, one of the things that will bury a man of God alive is a spirit of dishonor. A church can be full of love, meaning the believers love themselves. Or they love each other. There is prayer in this church. But the set man of the house is dishonored. That thing is going nowhere. That thing is going nowhere. And if dishonor is found in the house, it means there is one who has sneaked in and sowed a seed of dishonor. And now it begins to 
spread among the sons and the daughters. Is there anybody with me tonight? It may sound hard. Anything, let me say something. Whatever that you have said, whatever that you have said against your own shepherd, already you should know what kind of a person you are. Who has bewitched you? But the truth is that there is a trace that you have been bewitched. That, that's why you're not speaking for. You are speaking against. Now Paul is asking these guys because he says, but you, 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 you have been bewitched. And he's saying, who has bewitched you? And I'm telling you, Paul is saying this thing not because he does not know. He knows. He knows these people. He knows who has bewitched them. All I'm saying here tonight is that when a church, when a sheep, when a congregant, when a son, when a daughter starts to disregard the teaching ministry of his pastor, you devalue the teachings of your pastor. Your pastor, I'm not talking about... <laughs> your pastor, I'm not talking about the man who stands on the pulpit at the church you go to. But your pastor, I'm talking about a man who is accountable for your soul. There's a difference. Your pastor... Your pastor is a pastor and your pastor. A pastor is the person who stands on a pulpit at any church you go to and preaches. But your pastor is the one whom the Bible says they are accountable for your soul. Another word for your pastor, we can use the word a spiritual father, is a father figure. Not taking the position of your biological father. Uh -uh. But this one is fathering you in the matters of our faith in Christ. The moment you start to disregard what he teaches, already you have left. I'm coming back to what I emphasized. That the reason why many believers have never seen the anointing of their pastor parting the Red Sea for them is because of dishonor. How? The moment you start disregarding what he teaches. Listen to me. Came back close Whenever you are sitting under the ministration of your pastor, you are receiving a measure of his anointing. And whenever he teaches and those teachings remain in your spirit, you have received a measure of his anointing. 
And the Bible says the anointing breaks every yoke. So when you have received a measure of his anointing and the anointing starts to live in you, which came through the ministry of teaching, is that one day when you are facing storms in your life, you are going through ups and downs of life. The enemy has attacked you. If that man will speak a word into your situation, all hell will break loose. Why? Because your spirit has already received a measure of his anointing. So what will be responding in your life is the measure of the anointing already that is in you that recognizes his voice when he says, Peace, be still. Can I show you? This is one of the easiest ways of raising dead people. This is one of the easiest ways that when you have sat under my ministry for a long time and there is a measure of the anointing upon my life that is in you, you are likely that when you have died, when I will speak, that measure of anointing recognizes my voice when I call your name and bang, you come alive. Can I shock you? Are, you? are you ready for what I'm teaching tonight? This is a meat. The Bible says when you look at 1 Corinthians, chapter number 10, there's where Paul says that, let, let, let me read there. Let me read there. I don't want to go there tonight, but let me take you there. Let, let me take you there for, 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 for the sake of getting you to understand what I'm touching tonight. Hmm. First Corinthians chapter number 10. Verse number 1 says, For I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, that our forefathers were all under protected by the cloud in which God's presence went before them. And every one of them passed safely through the Red Sea. And each of them allowed himself also to be baptized. They allowed themselves to be baptized into Moses. <laughs> in the cloud and in the sea. Do you know what that means? How can you be baptized into Moses? What does it mean to be baptized into a man? Did Moses baptize people literally? No. What does Paul mean when he said they were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea? They were baptized. Listen to me. That baptism that Paul is speaking about, it simply means that these people, they were brought under the obligation to the law of Moses, to the law, to Moses and to the covenant, consecrated and set apart to the service of God. That baptism made them to be brought under the obligation to the law, to Moses, and to the covenant. That is why Moses, when they are, you know, when they are thirsty, he will point the rock, bang, water will come out. Because all these people, they were all baptized into Moses as a leader. Hmm. At this level, if even if anyone can be beaten by a 
venomous, you know, viper, and they die. Moses can touch them and they will rise from the dead. Because they were all baptized into Moses. In the cloud and into the sea. That is why you want to be careful who is your pastor. You have to be very careful. Can I show you? Choosing, not really choosing to help others. Finding your pastor. Finding your shepherd. It is so sensitive like finding a spouse. Because both of them, they are contributing a lot to your life and your future. There are people whose future was jeopardized by their pastors. There are people whose future was jeopardized by their spouse. Because these two people are the people that you must find them by the help of the wisdom of God. The reason why today we see many people complaining being under a man of God, but they say, but my life is not changing. What, 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 what? It's not about the man of God. That man I'm telling you is anointed. That woman is anointed. The problem is that that's why Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said something powerful. Jesus said, if you, if my words abide in you, <laughs> I will also abide in you. Huh? Jesus says, if you remain in my words, I will remain in you. In other words, what is my word? Jesus was saying, if you keep my teachings, I will also remain in you. Which means there will be unity between me and you. In other words, when there is unity between me and you, whatever attacks you, attacks me. But if what I teach is not in you, I, I will not be in you. Listen to me. I've seen people who serve God under my leadership. They come and cry. Sometimes they'll call me while I'm just home, minding my own business. They call with a very serious issue, and I just say, no, it shall be well. No matter, I even give them it. I say, no, tonight by half past 11, that thing will be, will be gone. And I just let it go. I don't even pray. Because I know that there is a measure of the anointing upon my life that is in them. How did it go to them? It was transferred, not through the laying on of hands. Oh, tonight is something. A genuine anointing cannot be transferred through the laying on of hands. The anointing through the laying on of hands, it, is, it works only for a while. Maybe to cast out a demon, to heal a sickness, or to make you do some few stuff, maybe miracles for a week or so, a month or two. But you'll come to it. You know, if you know those things. But an anointing which is transferred through teaching, it remains in you forever. It remains in you forever. It becomes an engine 
that produces compassion. Listen to me. Let's look at the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus are not in Savior. I love you, Lord. Thank you for the night. Rabo Shem Bahada. Ye Brado Sebuli Bradahados. Look at Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter 16 from verse number 6. Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 6. Jesus said to them, that is the disciples. In fact, let me start from verse number 5. He says, when the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they found that they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Be careful and on your guard against the leaven ferment of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Which is, be careful of the, of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves about it, saying, It is because we did not bring any bread. But Jesus, aware of this, asked, Why are you discussing among yourself the fact that you have no bread? Oh, you men, how little trust you have in me, how little faith. Do you not discern, perceive, and understand? Do you not remember the five loaves of the five thousand? And how many small hand baskets you gathered? No, the seven loaves for the four thousand. And how many large provision baskets you took up? How is it that you fail to understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But beware of the living famine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they descend that he did not tell them to be aware of the leavened bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So do you see, Jesus warned his disciples about what the Pharisees are teaching. Jesus spoke these words out of love and care for them. As a leader, of salvation ministry, Jesus, as a leader, he warned his followers, it's not wrong to warn your members at church. Uh, it is not a wrong thing. Every pastor, every shepherd, you have a right to tell your people, to say, be careful of this kind and kind of teachings. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were teaching. Jesus was also teaching. But out of love and care, he told them straight. The problem we have in our generation, if I will tell you this word as your pastor, you say, no, pastor, you know, apostle is trying to control us. You know, apostle is trying to rule over us. He tells us not to listen to so and so. But listen to me. The Bible says the disciples themselves, they descend. In other words, yes, even when I, I say that, you must descend that is out of pure love. It's not out of me trying to lord over you. Because many sons and daughters can 
don't, they don't even know the vision of their men of God, number one. They are not productive. Why? Because there is a mixture of yeast which they took from others outside. Many places of worship are not delayed by Satan. They are delayed by sons and daughters who have mixed the teachings of the house with the teachings from another house. You cannot take the principles of the Williams family and bring them in the Johnson family. They won't work. And the most unfortunate part when we become rebellious and arrogant and aggressive and all that, you will reach a point whereby that man who's called your shepherd, who stands before you, there'll be a time you won't hear him anymore. He will stand and release mysteries and people will catch it. You will be sitting in the front, but there's nothing that you'll hear. Listen to me. God has given us times and seasons. If you play with an opportunity, standing before a man whom has become a stream, a man who has become a river, and you, 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 you play next to the flowing river, be careful that that river might no longer supply you with water because you are no longer in need. My people, as a father, my sons, who has bewitched you? Because your behavior, your character, your lifestyle, your faith has been tempered with. Jesus in John 3 said, Spirit give birth to spirit, flesh to flesh. When you are a spirit and you see yourself giving to flesh, giving birth to flesh, then it means that it's not you. There is another flesh which came and gave birth to that flesh. Unfortunately, the flesh that was given birth, it was given birth in your presence. And it seems like you're the one who has given birth to it. But it's not after your likeness. Meaning it's not after that which you are teaching. When you're a son and you're taking, you're consuming a lot of teachings that are not from your shepherd. The first thing is that you will not honor him anymore. Because a spirit that is in you is not his spirit. It's a spirit following the teaching which you have consumed. The problem we have in our generation, we love glamour. We love glamour so much. We love stuff. We love things. Some of you, the places where you are now, where you say, this is where I'm submitting, I'm telling you, is the desires of your flesh. It's not God. It's the desires of your flesh. Because you went there because you thought you would get something for yourself. You never went there to be groomed. We've got people who come to us not to be groomed but to collect. As if we are warehouses where things are stored. They come to collect. They don't come to be groomed. So we've got many 
men and women who are not groomed because they came to us to collect. And there are certain storms in life which are messing them up because when you're not groomed, listen to me, when David killed Goliath, the first question the king asked was not, what's the name of this young boy? He said, who is his father? The king was not concerned in knowing the name of David. Uh -uh. He was concerned in knowing the name of his father because he understand that there's no way this young man can be so skilled to kill a soldier who has, been, who has been trained over many years with one stone. If a father has not been training this young man. So the king. Sometimes in the realm of the spirit. It's not going to be about what, who are you. It's going to be about. Who is your source? The word father means source. Who has taught you just that? You see, how the sons of Skiba confronted the demon was that was correct. But the problem, they were not connected to the men of God whom they mentioned. They were right when they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. But the demon checked Jesus and checked Paul and never found the guys. Which means if they were born again and they said in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, come out. If they were in Christ and... Oh, Ramasetlipia. Meaning they only copied the style of Paul but they never received Christ who was in Paul. Many people you only copy a style of a man without the unction that backs him off. You're going to see some stuff in your life. So Saul, when David killed Goliath, he did not ask, what's the name of this young man who killed Goliath? This man has challenged my nation, my people for 40 days. But he asked one question. Who's the father of this one? Because by knowing the father, then you will see, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not surprised how he killed him. Which means, the key, knowing the matters of the kingdom. Remember, this is a key. He understand kingdom administrations and principles and protocols. The king could tell this one, number one, has been groomed. And he has not been groomed by my soldiers here. Because the style that he used is different. Let's find out who has groomed. Asking who is the father, he was trying to find out who groomed this young man. We've got so many Christians who are fooling churches. To them going to churches just for social reasons. They are not groomed. They just come because maybe they don't drink alcohol. And they don't believe in other gods. So the only way, let me just go to church and see what's going to happen. We sing some few hosannas and, you know, we give and after, it's after church. I can just go home, chill. And I don't really deep into the, I'm not even deep into the Bible and stuff like that. And these people, they are not groomed. Is somebody hearing me tonight? So even Jesus protected them. Say, so be careful of the yeast. 
So the moment you're taking, you're consuming something from outside. Listen to me. I want to help you. All of you are watching me here. Your pastor knows you very well. I don't care whether that man will say, you know, my pastor is not, is not prophetic. Every pastor is prophetic, I'm telling you. He knows his members who are of Rambi. He knows members who are serious. He knows that. And for him to know, it means that man is prophetic. There is no pastor who can just be a pastor. There is a little measure of, of prophetic anointing upon them. They know your behaviors. When he's, he's in the house planning things, he knows those whom he trusts. And he knows those who are sellouts. He knows those who are betrayers. He knows those who are committed. He knows those who are not growing. He knows those who are growing. He knows the foolish. He knows the wise. He knows that those ones who are lazy. He knows the hard workers. He knows those who are fearful. He knows those who are bold. Every pastor. I'm sharing all these things because for the kingdom to advance, we must all move in unison, rhythm, and one voice, one mind, one spirit. The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were in one place, one mind, one spirit, and bang, there was baptism. That was, there was manifestation. There was oneness. Are you one with your shepherd? Are you one with your, with your pastor? Are you one with your spiritual father? Or you are there because where you want to be is far and you are using him to become a substitute until you are able to go where you want to go. If you do things like that, you have just sown a seed. One day, you're going to reap it back. There is no prayer and fasting that's going to cancel it. God cannot be mocked. Are you picking what I'm saying? So, let me finish with a scripture. Uh, and I show you what Paul said. Jesus, I love you. you, you, you you're about to be short. Not long from now. Galatians chapter number 4, verse number 17, Paul says, Can't you see what these false teachers are doing? They want to win you over so you will side with them. They want you divided from me so you will follow only them. Would you call that integrity? Isn't it better to seek excellence and integrity always and not just only when I'm with you? Do you hear what he's saying? Let me get another translation for you. Thank you, Jesus. The Living Bible says, those false teachers who are so anxious to win your favor are not doing it for your good. What they are trying to do is to shut you off from me so that you will pay more attention to them. Jesus. 
Jesus. Mighty God. Listen to me. Become a follower. Be a follower. Be a follower. A consistent follower. Be in the right place where the uncompromised word of truth is taught. A place where there are not occultic practices. Stay there. Be consistent. Build yourself up there. So that the teachings of the servant of God will produce results in your life. Don't be all over. Don't be all over. Listen to me. If your pastor knows the Bible but you don't know the Bible, something is wrong. If your pastor is deep into the things of Christ and you are not deep, you are shallow, something is wrong with you. Paul says there's no one like Timothy. He says there's no one like Timothy. Paul says, says I'm sending you Timothy, my son, who will give me hope after coming there. He will tell you of everything. Why did Paul send Timothy? He knows that whatever Timothy will say is exactly what Paul would have said. Why? Timothy followed. Followed. I repeat, if your pastor knows the word, like deep in the word, and you are shallow, something is wrong with you. My friend, if you're watching me now, you don't know where the book of Jude is in the Bible and your pastor is a teacher of the word, something is wrong with you. You're even watching me now. You don't even know that in the Bible there is a book of Philemon in the Bible. You don't know. Some, and your pastor is a teacher. Not a false teacher, but a teacher of the word of Christ. Something is wrong with you. Is that person is not, that man is not your pastor. It's not your pastor. Because you are, you are not following his... The Bible says, imitate the faith of your leaders. The Bible says, so say, imitate. Let me read it for you. It says, imitate. Imitate the faith of your leaders. Jabo Jesus, we love you, Lord. Rada baba sotala baba. Inga broda shebrendos aldre eda kabaya. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yadobo saklaba. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 11 says, Remember your leaders and superiors in authority. Which means your leaders are superior in, in authority. It's not equal. Your pastor is not equal with you, man. Oh, my God. Oh, the problem we have in the body. Your pastor is not equal with you. 
Even if he can be of the same age or you're older than him, if God has anointed him and placed him in the office of a pastor, it is not equal with you. It is above you. Not that they must rule over you, but you must respect them. You must honor them in that office. Because it is in that office that he is standing that he will speak a word from that office and speak into your life and he will part your Red Sea. It is a word he will speak from that office that will send the devil pecking out of your life. So you've got to respect your pastor in his office. The Bible says, remember your leaders and superiors in authority which means listen this is amplified classic they are superior in authority they are not equal with you for it was they who brought to you the word of god observe observe it says observe attentively and consider their manner of living the outcome of their well-spent lives and it says and imitate their faith Imitate their faith, their conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, and their leaning of their entire human personality on God in absolute trust in and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. How will you imitate their faith if you don't observe attentively? Can I shock you? Jesus came and he had followers. And they saw Jesus casting demons and raising the dead. Later, Jesus, while he was still here on earth, before the cross, he sends them to do the same. And they came back excited. Wow, Lord! We have seen the things that you do happening through us. It means they imitated his faith because they were attentively observing the life of Christ. Jesus was crucified, risen from the dead, ascended to heaven. The early church began after the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit baptism. The same disciples who followed Jesus, they continued with what Jesus was doing here on earth. Cast demons, preach the gospel, heal the sick, perform miracles, and raise the dead. You know why? They imitated his faith. That's why the book calls the book or the acts of the apostles. Listen to me. God has blessed you with a man of God and God has blessed you with a woman of God wherever ministry you are in and sometimes because of the human nature the fallen state even though we're in Christ but sometimes through our thoughts it's still beginning to arise we fail to recognize that the men who are standing before us on the pulpit every Sunday they are such a massive blessing in our lives. But familiarity has closed our eyes, suffocated us, 
to an extent that we see it normal for them to stand before us every Sunday. Especially when they come with a fresh word. I'm talking about men when they're on the pulpit, they don't complain, but they preach the word. We fail to recognize that these men and women standing before us, they are a massive blessing in our lives. Many of you, you are trying to pray, you have done stuff, you say, Lord, if you bless me. But you forgot that a blessing of God is right before you, standing on the pulpit every Sunday, but you never honored that blessing by, by not even listening to what that blessing is teaching you. So Paul was saying, after all the work I've done for the Galatians, they quickly turn back and against what has been given to them. Then Paul began to look there and begin to investigate spiritually in prayer. And the Holy Spirit revealed to him that there is a false teacher who has sneaked into the believers. And Paul begins to write a letter and says, Galatians, who has bewitched you? If you are no longer walking in line with your man of with what your man of God is teaching, I'm talking about a man who's, t- who's still in line with God teaching the gospel. And you are you are no longer in line with what he's teaching. It's simple. You have been bewitched. Who are these witches? The witches Paul is speaking about here. He was talking about others who were also preaching, but not preaching the full gospel of Christ. Because they wanted to mix tradition and Christ. They mix tradition and Christ. I want to wind up tonight. I've spoken the things of God. I've spoken the things of God. Let him who has ears listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Think about this. One of the delays that could have been happening in your life is disobedience what has been taught. Did you forget when you used to go to school, primary, high school, tertiary, you'll attend the classes of your teacher. And after your teacher has taught you for some time, he will test you by allowing trials to come. And when trials come, when you pass, you are promoted, you are, you are progressing, you go to another level. Is it maybe why, the reason why you are not progressing is because you have not been faithful to the classes of your teacher. Is it not why you are not going to the next level of your life? Maybe you are not even cursed or bewitched by a witch of a moody. But by not being loyal to the teachings of your pastor. Because for me to start school from grade 1, I, I arrived in grade 12. The reason I arrived in grade 12 was I attended the classes of my teachers. And I can tell you some days when I woke up in the morning, I felt like not attending the classes. There are some teachers that were harsh, they were beating us, but not because they hated us, but they were trying to groom and mold us to become learners or disciples that they would love to produce. Remember, your teacher, your pastor, your shepherd can never be jealous of you. It is the joy of every teacher to see their learners passing very well. 
when they see that they've got bachelors, they've done well, they've got golden keys, the teacher becomes excited because he understands that one is a product of my hands. Let me leave it here for tonight. But I believe that Christ is speaking to all of us tonight. Let us put our houses in order. Our houses, I'm talking about our lives. If you want to stop praying unnecessary prayers, go back to the teachings of your men of God. We thank God for social media platforms. Some of your pastors, they are on YouTube. Go back and listen to his preachings from five years back. It is your way of repenting and restoring your relationship with him as the one who was anointed to part the waters of your Red Sea. Some of you, it is long. You've been standing on the Red Sea. No one is able to part it. You went from one ministry to another to another. And those ones you went to, they can't part away the Red Sea. It's only Moses. And you know your Moses. All of us, we know deep in our hearts, who is my Moses? But our desires have led us to come out of the coverings. Some of us, because we don't want to be rebuked. Some of us, we think we know a lot. Some of us, we're just unruly. But now you're still standing before your Red Sea because it needs Moses and the Lord to part the Red Sea of your life. I don't care, you can pray my friend in tongues. Listen to me, even Angel Michael can open the Red Sea for you. It's only Moses. Even give every angel can speak about. It needs Moses. You must know your Moses. And all of us, we know our Moses. We are just stubborn. We are just stubborn. I'm saying this freely so because I'm helping my brothers and sisters in the kingdom. I'm speaking to the body of Christ. The, the son of the, that woman who was uh, barren but rich, who honored the prophet by building him a room. When the boy died, he went to the prophet and the prophet gave the servant or the son a staff and said, go raise the boy with my staff. The boy never rose because the boy says, ah, I believe the spirit said, ah, there's only one anointing that I can recognize. Yes, you're also a prophet, I know, but I want the men who prophesy the birth of this woman. It is when the prophet came physically that the boy rose from the dead. Let them who has ears listen to what the Spirit says to the church. Family, I love you so much. But moreover, I want you to open your heart to these teachings. I am not drawing you to myself through this teaching. I'm drawing you to your destiny helpers. I'm drawing you back to your pastors, back to your shepherds. I stand as a man who is a watchman by the grace of God and the body of Christ through the teaching ministry. And I'm here to say to you, I'm drawing you back to your rightful places. I want to pray. I feel like there's somebody watching me. 
and there's someone who will watch this, your name is Dipuo. You'll watch this. Your name is Dipuo. And you are saying, this man is talking to me. He's talking to me. I've offered, I've not been where I'm supposed to be. Isn't it why my life is like this? Don't worry. God has just given you the answer tonight. Hmm. I see someone by the name ma, 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 something like Molebohen. I see you cry and say, Oh, now I know why my life is like this. In fact, I'm seeing many faces. The name, some of you are so familiar, you are now watching as I'm talking. I don't want to mention your names. What I know is that in your heart you know that this is my night. God is bringing balance. I cannot mention your name. But I see those people, you are familiar, you are watching now. But it is well. When the word of God comes out like this, respond positively. And you will see your life turning around. Thank you for watching. But before I wind off, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. What a privilege and honor to worship at your throne, to be called into your presence as your own. We honor you for your grace that flows into our lives like a violent flowing river. The love, Lord, you loved us with that you sent your son to die for us on the cross. Father, I'm speaking as your son in the kingdom. Thank you for speaking to us in this manner tonight. Thank you for the sort of your word that surged into our hearts, dividing the soul and the spirit, the marrow and the bones. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We feel so safe in your presence because we know that we are loved beyond we can imagine. Thank you that you are an available Father. You are always there looking and focusing on each and every one of us. The word says you, you have even counted the number of our hairs, all of us. You care about the little things in our lives. Father, tonight as we spoke under the unction of your inspiration of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, we heard you speaking about the proper way of doing things in local churches, relationship between sons and daughters in the Lord and ministries. Because you have raised all these people for the sake of expanding your kingdom on earth, winning souls and returning them back to you through Christ until he comes again. I pray that men and women who are watching tonight, may the Holy Spirit even continue to unfold this teaching 
in their hearts. For I may speak, but without the Holy Spirit, it might not go deep into their hearts and create conviction. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, I pray that may the Holy Spirit begin to unfold this teaching in their hearts and their minds. So that the change and the shift which heaven has planned for all of us in this season may come into manifestation. Father, we thank you. You never get tired of loving us, O oh God. You're always available. You're always here. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for embracing us. Sometimes we come back to you dirty, beaten by the storms of this life. Always welcomes and embraces us like a prodigal son. Throw us a big party to welcome us. I even thank you for those who are watching tonight who feel like they have fallen out, but now the teaching is bringing them back. I pray, may they find comfort, Lord, in your presence. Some they've went through many things, betrayals, they've been heard. May your spirit bring them hope and refresh their souls. That they will be strengthened to keep on walking this journey. Until the last trumpet sounds. My Father, I pray tonight and I honor you. Thank you for who you are in us. Thank you, Lord. When nothing else could help, you showed up. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for watching. Tell us from which country, which province you are watching from. Leave your questions there. We'll answer them. God bless you. God keep you. Remain in the peace of Christ. Amen.